mess and around myself. Should be everyone's first team. Yeah, well, it should be. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, there was me lagger. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there was a wee lag. I was starting up a bit of software, but I'm, gonna, I'm not going to bother. I'm just going to shut that down. Um, so, ah, Darren Miller. So there's our first chat. Darren Miller says, yo, all working. Okay, excellent. Darren, so if anybody's watching and they want to have a wee chat with us or want to ask us any questions or or whatever, I want to ask Mick questions specifically. But I never finished my introduction. Mick is uh, a member of String Ninjas, which is, yeah. Wait, Mick, you tell us what String Ninjas is. Ah, uh, who knows? Johnny Hero <laughs> asked me that same question there a few weeks ago, and I think I don't know. Uh, yeah. String Ninjas is, uh, we're an instrumental duo with beards, and um, we basically, so we don't sing at all, because we can't, Yeah. but I'm a classical violinist, and Gavin's a fingers like guitar, so he's got that sort of percussive attitude, uh-huh. all about that groove, yeah. um, and we basically take Metallica songs and 90s dance music and just bastardizing. That's fucking brilliant. Effectively, <laughs> and then people book us for their wedding. Like I was uh, telling someone last night, I got booked for a wedding last year. Well, not last year, it would be two years ago. And I suppose it was a fucking bat fiasco. But uh, yeah, we, the bride wanted to be uh, us to play the Imperial March from Star Wars. Down, <laughs> she walked down the aisle, and I was like, so that's the kind of weddings that we do. Yeah, good weddings. Yes, uh, there's <laughs> yeah. plenty of stout, plenty of crack, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, brilliant. That sounds fantastic. And I didn't, don't know if you know this, you're actually playing, you're playing Stendhal, right? Stendhal Festival? Yes, yes. I saw, I saw that the bands were, we haven't been announced yet, but we're playing it too. On the same day as us, Friday? I don't, don't know yet. I don't know oh, yet. Oh, I hope it is, mate. I hope yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, I do too. And uh, Chris sort of deals with all of this. But um, uh, yeah, so that would be a lot of fun if we got to do that. I hope so. I'm really. I remember last year with Stan Hall that. I mean, let's get into it straight away. Um, with the whole, with lockdown restrictions last year, I remember Stan Hall was meant to happen. We were because we played it two years ago, and it's our greatest ever gig. Like it just it launched us into a yeah. lot of people's minds, and um, so they wanted us back for this, for another year. So it was looking like another great festival lineup and stuff. But obviously with lockdown restrictions, they were like, right, we yeah. can't. We're basically going to do like ten percent of what we would do. But still yeah. have it in the same space. They presented yeah. the document to the parades commissioner, whoever else it was. Yeah. And um, they were basically just told to fuck off. And um, that yeah. I got that was the one of the big, big uh, heartbreaks for me last year. What and then that? on the same day, the fe- the festival was meant to happen. Van Morrison was allowed to do a gig. Mm. And I, and I think it was down near Newcastle or somewhere like that. And I was like. Hmm. And yeah, there was a lot of people singing his praises last year because he did so much to help the music industry and he was giving out money to musicians. He never gave me a penny, mate. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, fuck him. But then again, I'm, I'm no brown eye girl. No. <laughs> so fuck him, fuck Van Morrison. <laughs> Doesn't give us any money. <laughs> no. But that, 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 was, that was a weird one. So now I'm looking yeah. forward. I hope Stingwall goes, goes ahead because yeah. uh, Ross and John, they're just great guys. It's a fantastic festival. It's one of the, it's it one of the best. We played it a few times, and we're always always delighted to go back. I think it's yeah. going to be there's going to be restrictions put in place, obviously, because of what's going on. But it's important that these um, institutions, what Stendhal is now, um, can, can continue. Really, you know that they yes. get to, that, that that they get their head over the parapet in whichever form they manage to do it, even yeah. in a restricted. Uh, yeah. You know. 
But yeah, the music festivals traditionally aren't even money makers for the organizers. Oh, they're yeah. they're yeah. usually because the organizers are fans and yeah. they want to get certain acts there. Yeah, I mean, so it's been bad enough for people like Stand Hall and and the likes of it. Not Glastonbury, you know, that's a different, yeah, that's a BBC yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know, like like a more a proper music festival like that that has yeah. no financial backing from any kind of big boys. That yeah. they're it's just for the love. Yeah, and you really get the set. You get that feeling when you're there because like, we played Stand Hall two years ago and melted the faces of everybody and i woke up the next morning with the biggest smile on my face i was like that that was what it was meant to be about and then i yeah. went to a gig in belfast and we played a three-hour gig and we didn't get one round of applause oh man I, I, like, this is cla- i have a great story yes. i have a very similar <laughs> chris and i we played the first time we ever played glasgowberry right and we played they put us into the the tent and we were on, I don't know, three or four o'clock in the afternoon. And then we had a gig in Falcara um, uh, that evening. So, <clears throat> excuse me, the plan was we were going to play the gig at the festival, jump in the car, van, whatever, drive to Falcara, yep. play the gig. So we played the gig and it was our first, just as you said, it was it was one of those gigs where you could, where, where you could sort of identify. You go, that was one of the ones where I think we were arrived. Where we announced found our found our audience. We found, found our, our the, the the tent was rammed in my imagination with thousands and thousands of people. I'm sure there wasn't, but it was it was the biggest audience we'd ever played to. And they knew our songs and they were bouncing and they were singing our lyrics back to us and blew us away. And we had a great gig and we come off stage and we thought that oh, we'd arrived and it was gonna be the best. We, we that was it. We were on our way and we literally Fucking sucked each other's dicks the whole way to Falcara about how great we were. Then we played the gig in Falcara, yeah. and it was the word they were they were kicking the bass, they were kicking the drum kit to get to the toilet, and they hated us. We emptied the room. We literally emptied the room. We Aww. played we played this fucking one of the best gigs we'd ever played at the t- 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 at that time in the afternoon, and then a literal I don't even know if we're going to get through the set. It was that bad. Shit, man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like that's a that's a Christ down the earth. Like it really is. It really and, is. Uh, but the thing is, as well, though, I mean, like those gigs, as much as Glasgowberry would have been epic for you, I'm sure that gig of Falcara at that time was more your bread and butter of yeah, your absolutely, regular absolutely. calendar dates. Oh, absolutely. Um, Two hundred. So you kind of you can't have to, you have to sort of sometimes go. Yeah. You know. Oh I yeah. Mean, nobody ever. No, nobody gets near us to kick our equipment because yeah. I usually. You see, I was I was a big thing. I was a big advocate of social distancing even before COVID. Because like <laughs> I'm, I, because the thing is, because I, because of the instrument I play, I play electric violin. So like I'm, yeah. I'm, like I'm there. I'm like I'm out in front of people. Uh huh. Like that, and as soon as they come, I'm already with a roundhouse kick and <laughs> telling them to fuck off. Like mate, because I'm like mate, my pedal board costs more than you make a week so yeah. don't fucking come near me absolutely yeah yeah well we, we, you're absolutely right those gigs and, and I do remember that gig uh, we did get through the set that the reason that we got through Chris looked at me I, we I said I know what you're thinking we're finishing this because we're getting fucking paid because yeah. I come from a, I'd been playing in a blues band for years before it and we were fucking terrible uh, not me there was a particular individual in the band that was terrible that drug us down every night but it, those gigs were like that. They were like, we just need to get through this. Just get paid. Just just play the gig and get uh, paid. And I dug into that history. You know, mm, you know. 
yeah, you do fight it, it but that comes with experience because like the, yeah. I remember in the early days of me playing bands and stuff, like I was I would get those sort of almost like those intimidation kind of vibes. I'd be like because of the room. But then you just like man, I don't know, whatever. Like we did a gig a couple of years ago on Down Patrick and it was on the day of the All Ireland final. Aye. Now I should point out that the string ninjas do not play our traditional music. Nothing against it. Yeah. I just can't play trad fiddle. Can't Mo- Give like you a violin concerto. <laughs> yeah. I can do loads of shit, but I can't. I just can't play trad because it's a completely different thing. I just, yeah. I can't get my head around it. For two hours, all I got was, "Would you play Celtic Symphony? Would yeah. you play the Star County Down?" Yeah. For two hours, and I just, I had a hat on. I just kept my head down, and I had guys <sighs> shouting abuse at me for like just going, "Any oh. chance, man? Any chance?" And I just like, just get through it. And then as soon as we hit the two hours. And like nobody clapped the whole way through. Like we were playing all our classics, like oh. Sandstorm and fucking Daft Punk and shit. The stuff people lose their minds over, and no one cared. Just, we even played Zombie by the Cranberries. We thought we didn't know how to play it. We were like, "Well, just it's, it's a four chord wonder. We'll make it up." Like you know, yeah. just to, and like nobody cared. And then as soon as the two hours was finished, I put the violin in, in the in the case, and I went and got the car, drove it down the driveway, and I was like, "Get the fucking gear in. We're away." Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Well, that, as you say, you I mean, the, the 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 life of a gig musician can be like that. And it, I, as I said, I played in that blues band for years, and it was near enough every gig was like that because we weren't very good. But um, I miss those gigs so badly. <laughs> oh yeah, oh you take them. Yeah, I would, I would give anything for that right now. Oh, you fucking take them now. <laughs> you Jesus take them now. Christ, mate! I'd so, play anywhere. Have, have, I'd play in a. I'd play in a bin right now. Have you anything booked? Yeah, have you anything? anything well, yes, bo- uh, this is the thing. So. Whenever, so our wedding calendar, we did a lot of weddings, we did a lot of corporate stuff. Aye. Our wedding calendar has basically been redone three or four times in the yeah, last yeah. year or so. Yeah. I actually found there was, there was somebody who we, who we got together in 20, 2017, 2018, we got together. And somebody booked us in 2018 to book their, play their wedding in 2020. Yeah. Obviously that couldn't happen. Yeah. We're now playing their wedding in 2022, but they're paying the 2018 fee. Because obviously, as you get more popular and cost yeah. of living, you know, everyone your fee goes up. It's just that's just part of life, you know. If Sky can put their prices up for <clears> a fucking <throat> turn it shape, why can't we? Yeah. So, I was like, oh my god, we're driving all that way, but it's not their fault. Like it's the client, like they they book, they pay a deposit, and we were like, no, we transferred across. It's absolutely fine. It's not their fault. No, it's the DUP's fault. <laughs> You know, but so, but we, even like we had our, our main residency in Belfast, we were on Saturday night in the John Hewitt. Yeah. And um, Davey actually, the manager, he phoned me the other day and he says, Has anybody else approached you about Saturdays? And I was like, Mate, yes, but you're where we want to be. And he's like, I, I'm glad to hear it because yeah. as soon as I can actually have you, you are there. Yeah. But it's it's one of those ones that's like, Oh, we have, we have four residencies a week in Belfast. Really? We had four four regular gigs a week. Holy shit. We were doing, and then we were doing like a wedding every fortnight, sometimes two weddings a fortnight, and then you you sprinkle a festival like 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 the Sunflower Festival or Held In or Stand Hall. So like we were busy. We were always busy. And yeah. then like we would try like we would try and put on our own like original music shows as well. That our own, well, I say our compositions, Gavin, he writes, and then I just come in and go and put a bit of wow or something over it and go. Oh, there, there you go. Because <laughs> um, my compositions are shite, but he's really, really talented at that. Okay. So no, like f- we were literally on the ascendancy. Like we were getting fucking people from like all over the world wanting to book us for the wedding, and 
random. Like, can you come to Lisbon? We're getting married in the vineyard. I'm like, sure, no problem. Absolutely. But, you know, lockdown happens, so all that went to shit. Yeah, well, hopefully, yeah, it'll, it'll, hopefully it'll pick back up again. But yeah, we're we're very very similar. We we booked we booked the same tour three times last year, and then just we quit. We just went that's it. We're not booking anything. Yeah. So Johnny Johnny um, McKee, he booked us. He, he's now got us booked on a UK and Ireland tour. I think I'm not sure, but yeah. I think it's for December. Um, mm-hmm. but it. You don't know if it's going to happen. It's you, very you, hard. You just don't know. But yeah. we let Johnny do that. He asked to do it. He was asking to do it for a while. And we said, listen, you just push on, do what you want. and Because that way, then, if it if it falls through, we haven't yeah. invested any any time into it. Yeah. And you know yourself, booking is very yeah. time-consuming. Um, In fact, I was doing that just before I came on here. It was like, because it's like every time there's an announcement, mm. it's like the inbox just blows up going, oh, here... Do you remember the way we rescheduled our day three times? Can we go back to that one? Aye. And I, because obviously, but they're like people trying to get their their florist and their caterer and yeah. their venue and everything to sync up, and you're like, fuck. So. Fuck, aye, yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. I'm- I did have a couple of people actually come back to us um, and go, this is the start of last year, like, oh, here we know you're unemployed, no you have no money, but can we get our hundred pound deposit back? And I'm like, no. Yeah. That's not how deposits work, mate. They are non refundable. You just, you are to hold the date. Yeah. And you'll transfer it, but it's not for. Yeah, it's like I'm. I'm pretty sure when you book the fucking sleeve donor and they charge you a ten grand deposit, they're not giving it back. So don't be coming at me. Oh, the fuck! Oh, the fuck! Here, so so where was the four residencies in Belfast that you had? Where, where were those? We had um, so John Hewitt was the main one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played the Oracle on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Then the Fitzwilliam Hotel would have us for cocktail hours on a Friday, mm-hmm. and then but we used to play in Bullet Hotel, yep. which is. One of the Bianco ones, yeah. one of Mr. Wolseley's. Yeah. Um, uh, down on Church Lane. Yeah. And we would, so we would have been a Wednesday and then a Friday and then we'd have done Bullet and then John Hewitt double, double booked on a Saturday. But like sometimes like a wedding would come up and Bullet would lose out because we'd have to do the wedding. I understand. But the yeah. John Hewitt was always the one that we would. Yeah. I think we missed a John Hewitt in like three years. We missed two gigs or something like that there. Mm. You know, so. Yeah. But no, they were, they, uh, I do miss them dearly. And like the John Hewitt was definitely. Like that was our home. I mean, I've been a regular in there as a drinker for years. Aye. And um, I think I always joke the manager. Well, it's a cracker pub. The manager only gave us a gig because he knew he'd get the money for me back in the till. Aye. <laughs> um, but then there's 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 two plaques on the stage. Um, that we play on once for C Six Dave and once for Muffin Sons. Yeah. And this to commemorate their their gigs there. Because the both the both of them their first ever gigs in Ireland were at the John Hewitt. I remember that. I remember the C Six Dave one. Yeah, and yeah, I it was like, a part of. I think where, it, where's our flag? Yeah, I, I think that, that was a part of the. Um, oh shit! What do you call that? Fi- oh, I can't remember. Belfast Blues Festival. It, was it that, or was it? I think I think no. I was think it that? he was part of the Belfast Blues, mm. or was it the Cathedral Quarter Arts? Maybe I don't know. Oh, oh shit! What was it? Kieran thingy? Well, I mean, it's one of those. Yeah, right, yeah, but, yeah. But either way, yeah, John Hughes class place. And do you think um, those other venues uh, they're looking at opening up? Are they going to be going back to? Normality soon of the well, talking days about that. Well, or? well, this is the thing. It's kind of hard. Nobody's really talking to anybody because, like, I I'm not I'm not slagging anybody off at all. Nope. It's like all musicians are saying the same thing. It's like if the businesses have been hit so hard anyway, yeah. the entertainment's way down on the list. Yeah. Now I know, like, I have friends who were like venues went to them, right? 
we're opening on 30th of May and, yeah. or uh, 30, uh, 30th of April and then we're doing 24th of May for indoor. Could we book you for X, Y, and Z? And yeah. the guy and loads of people go, yeah, no problem. That's me. And then they're all posting their dates up. Yeah. But then it was a couple of days before, it was last week. Uh, that's what it was. It was last Friday. And uh, not Friday there, Friday before, at the day announced, oh yeah, live music's still banned, by the way, in hospitality. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Well, sure, was, uh, is, sure isn't that what happened? Yeah, shit. Isn't that what happened with uh, the Morn Seafood Bar and the Sunflower and couple? Well, no, 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 no. Uh, what ha- well, what happened with them was that they were basically it was their their outside areas were deemed unfit. Aye, but it was the Even same. La- they, it were was, deemed, they were deemed fit the first time. It was like the la- it was the last minute nature of it that, that really fucked them up. Yeah, yeah. So I just pour myself again, sir. Mm. Um, <laughs> but you see the thing. Also, I mean, I mean like all oh, that. There's um. I know you're down in Lurgan, so you probably don't know like all all the gossip and stuff up in Belfast. Yeah. But there's a wee restaurant in in St Square called Oh shit, actually I've forgotten. It's a wee Bangladeshi restaurant. I know, I know what, I know what. Aye, so they opened yeah. basically last year just for lockdown, and they created like these pods. <clears throat> right. These like these like just for like you bring your bubble into this bubble, oh. and then this is how you get served, and they're class. And a few months back, Diane Dodds came down and had the press there to go, I endorse this, me, progressive, yep. and all that there. And then she was the one that said last week, oh, by the way, you can't use them. Oh, fuck me. Typical. That's fucking like, typical. fuck? It's, it's unfucking believable It really is. But, th- but this is the... Th- I mean, we got... I got a, a pint yesterday for the first time in whatever amount of months it is in, in my local here. It's just a few hundred metres around the corner of the Woodville. We were yeah. we were sitting, was sitting with mate Ritzy, who's in my bubble, and uh, and uh, I, I'm vaccinated now. By the way, I'm fully vaxxed. I've got five genes. I've installed because I'm a foster cure. I'm a cure. Me and my wife foster two. Yes. Well, not foster, but children in cure. We've got two uh, per. Are you guardianship? Is it you guardianship? Know, uh, that's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, uh, two, two kids. I, so I heard you talk about <coughs> that a few yeah, weeks ago. Yeah. So we, we've got that. So we ended up getting sort of fast tracked because. And I felt a bit guilty about it, but but it was explained to me, um, no, because if you go down with COVID, the resource, the human resource needed to take those two children, basically put them in quarantine, and then look after them for whatever length of time it takes, is fucking enormous. It's going, you know, it's it's yeah. it's literally huge. So yous are going. To, it's important for us that yous get vaccinated as quickly as possible. Then. Hopefully mm. that doesn't happen. But I was around watching the football. I was supposed to be around watching the football match yesterday with my mate Richie and Joe. Obviously, got called off. So uh, our local here, they have a little tiny little beer. It's not so much a beer garden as a smoking area, really. And yeah. uh, we thought it was going to be rammed. So when the match wasn't on, Richie says, "Give uh, give the Woodville a ring and see if we can get into the beer garden." So. Kathy, the manager, yeah, I'll come around. Many of you is there. I said, three, that'll do. Went around. Oh, my God. The best pints I've ever had. Had three pints. I was, fuck me. I was nearly crying. It was emotional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, the first one, I took a photograph and stuck it on Instagram. Like some sort of a fucking... Ah, yes. <laughs> Mate, that was stunning. It really was, wasn't it? Yeah, but... Um, I was like, Guinness, yeah, oh. Guinness will be contacting you. Looking for, like, rights to that image. It was perfect i mean fucking perfect i got three of them and then i had I had, I had the bail but i could have sat there for the rest of my fucking life uh, i mean 
I still haven't had pints yet. Really? Since the bar. Well, uh, what it is is right. So my main drinking bar- holes would have been the John here, aye, the Sunflower, and Madden's, oh. and all three were told they couldn't open. What? What? what uh, Madden's. Do- Madden's doesn't have a uh, an outside area, does it? It did. It did at the la- at the last time the lockdown easement. Did it? And the tall Madden. This is the this is the thing. It, they they're just pulling these these right. Okay, so in Crumlin, just outside of Belfast, mm. there's a couple of bars in the town. Right. Uh, there's the Fiddlers Inn, there's a Crooked Glen, and uh, I can't remember the other. Um, I family up there outside another town. Right. On Friday when the bars were at the open, so Thursday, like this is what was happening. Wednesday and Thursday, the council was going around doing the checks. Yes. Or the cops were whoever was doing it, and on Thursday they were told you're dead on the go. Yeah. And then on Friday they came back like 20 minutes before they went to the open and went actually you can't because so all these bars are operating with they've all all these bars have car parks like enclosed car parks that their own property, uh-huh. but because their license only covers up to a certain <sighs> amount of the premises, <sighs> and they had all gone and booked, like, bought tables and chairs and all this shit. Now I know, like I spent twenty years in hospitality. I understand the legality of the licensing act and stuff. I know all about it. That actually explains However, a lot to me because I have questions. I was asking questions about that. Sorry to interrupt. You're going ahead. No, no, you're okay. So no, no. I, it's like I, I understand that it's, it's, it's that's what the term license premises comes from. Yes, that's why there's this. So there's but there's a lot of people like in Crumlin kicking up stinking about Belfast going, but the streets are packed with people drinking, mm-hmm. and they're not exactly. Because even in Belfast, like <clears throat> there's certain areas, like do you know White's Tavern? Uh-huh. Right. So White's Tavern was bought over last year by the guys who own uh, the Jailhouse and Henry's, which used to be McCracken's way back in the day, yeah. and O'Neill's before that. Uh-huh. So they had basically what they had done with White's was it was like a disused, but you know at the front on the High Street where like the Bank of Ireland is opposite Dunn's. Yeah. It was like a, like, a, like a disused bit. So they basically cleared it out and then they built like an outdoor area. But it's like, you know, you've, you've got, it's got, they you've got wooden sort of sliding doors and stuff like that there. And it looks class, but they weren't allowed to use that. Because, and it's just like a sunflower, even though the sunflower has, the, 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 do you know the sunflower beer garden? I do know, I know it well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I was actually watching that news report with my mum. Yeah. And she goes, after the news report, she was like, so why can't they open? See, this is the... all I could all I could see was the sky of all the places like, of all the places of all the places. Got four walls of all the places. I I, I was I was happy for the sunflower because I'm a fa- I'm a I'm a customer. I love the fucking place. Yeah. Oh, when I go yeah. to Belfast for pints, I always go to the sunflower. I always go to Madden's yeah. too. By the way, John Hewitt and uh, I try to get down to the American yeah. bar as well if I can. But the sunflower and Madden's would be the the, the two main ones that I would really go out of my way to visit. And of all the yes. fucking places, you're going. The sunflowers going to be grand. They're going. To, this is going to be great because they have such a well, yep. um, a well appointed beer garden area. It's going. It's it's class. Yeah. And then they don't get fucking opened. It's insane. But Andy, it's it, the, the thing is like this. This see all this the shit that happened last week with the restrictions. All like this isn't even a new thing. So see last year, whenever. Whenever lockdown happened on the whatever was it, the sixteenth of March or something like that, so you have like it was it was it July? I think it was July when bars started to open up again. Yeah. But before then, a lot of bars were doing takeaway pints and stuff. Yeah. So the sunflower was doing takeaway drink. Like at every every bar in Belfast turned himself in the off license because they were like, "All this stock, our suppliers won't take it back." Yeah. You know, let's let's do something with it. Yeah. 
So I actually have, I'll show you here. I actually bought this. It's a three liter growler. I got off of Amazon. Right. And I, I, so basically I would go down to the sunflower a couple of times a week and go and give them 15 quid and they'd put a load of pints in it. Uh-huh. You know, or you'd buy, you'd buy whatever yeah. that I had. So that was grand. Yeah. So they did that for ages and then the bars opened. Yeah. Then everybody gets shut down yeah. again. So they're like, well, we'll go back and do this again. Yeah. So I went down one day with my grinder. My mate had one. It, like a couple of people wanted theirs filled up. I was like, right, I'll go get yeah. them. Send me the money. Yeah. And I go down. And I pull up to the sunflower in the car. And there's a cop standing outside talking to Bob, the general manager. Okay. And I was like, okay, I'll just sit here. I'll just I'll just let it let it be. I won't, I won't go into shit. Because my mate had a the same grinder as me with a sticker that said, fuck cops on it. And I thought, I'm best just... I'll just stand back here because yeah. it was wearing a some poly hoodie as well, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, we'd already been declared as like a terrorist group by fucking." <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna sit here, just cop like out there. Unbelievable. So anyway, the cop, cop cop goes away, and then I go to the thing, and I was like, "Can I get my thing?" And I think they're like, "Namik." So we've been issued with like a fine. Basically, the reason is this is the trap. So they were doing takeaway pints. Someone had been and bought takeaway pints, and then walked around the corner on the Royal Avenue and started drinking them. Cops seen them and said, where'd you get those from? And they went, sunflower. So because the draft, because their takeaway pints was not sealed by the manufacturer, so like a can is or a bottle is, they were illegally selling drink. But he argued, he was like, mate, we weren't the last time. Yeah. So what's different this time? And this is exactly the same thing as happened with the smoking areas. Like, yeah. Everyone's like, but we were okay the last time, yeah. and if, if if you're gonna talk about R rates and shit, and like everyone's getting vaccinated, so surely everything's getting better. But, the, but, but why are we now getting shit on? Even but does more? this not beg the question? Exactly, why are we getting shit on? Does this not beg the question that it's an ideological choices that are being made because these people don't want pubs to open at all? They don't want pubs. Andy, I I, I don't know what your audience is like. I hope it don't offend anybody. But this is why Christians shouldn't be trusted with science because mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what happens. Because it's it, 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 but it is bullshit. Of course, I mean, it's like, bullshit. Like, I I I don't I don't understand. Like for example, like see the music thing. Like no disrespect to any other musicians, because I have many friends who are. But I'm an instrumental musician. I don't even sing. So if they're talking about that whole spitting thing that comes from your mouth when you sing, I don't fucking sing it. I play the violin. But but but, no but COVID getting spread well, here. Well, exactly. But but but, but this is the point, Mick. This is the, the, it's the, it's the same thing with the bars and the restaurants being given. They're being given right. mixed messaging. The same, the yeah. same people that were telling us last year that they didn't fucking believe in COVID, and if COVID did exist, it was a punishment from God for for fucking being gay, or, gay or, or something uh, like that. And up a queers, absolutely up a queers. And the, the, but but the, but these same people are now making the decisions that that aren't allowing the sunflower bar. I I I I read yeah. the I read the the statement that the sunflower put out. I was absolutely fucking heartbroken for them. And the people that I was most sorry for was the people he said, "We've employed people who now can't get furlough because yep. the you know this is a new job and you only get furlough once you You have to have been working somewhere for so you long. You have to have been working somewhere for so long and they're not going to qualify. And b- 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 just just because of what? You know, it's fu- it's shocking. It's, it really is absolutely fucking shocking. And 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 this is, it again. These are the people that are in charge of the fucking country. I am delighted personally. At the, I'm delighted that the DUP are in trouble. 
it, it, it makes me feel good because they're so vile and they're so backward and I don't want I don't want them to be I'm an Irish nationalist it's yes. important to me that my if anyone listens to my podcast they know I say this all the time my PUL brothers and sisters need to be represented in in, in Ireland and whenever if, if Ireland unites that's important if it yeah. doesn't that's important. Either way, we need represent. Everybody needs to be represented, and that the best that you can fucking drag up out of your fucking um, in the sewers is that lot. It's it's beyond yeah. belief because they clearly don't represent anybody. They're ideologically. Um, I mean, my God, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't even say the Middle Ages. They're be, they're 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 way back beyond that. You know, and yeah. they're the same people that are making these decisions that are stopping everybody going to work. I get it. Listen, I'm not a conspiracy theorist in any way whatsoever. I follow the science. The science if the scientists say you can do this, you can do that, I'm gonna go with it. That's that's what the thing. Yeah. For Diane Dodds and people like her to be making those decisions to stop uh, venues like the John yeah. Hewitt or the Sunflower Bar Bar or Madden's yeah. from doing exactly what they were doing six months ago. The, the the it is insane. It's absolutely mental. It's absolutely mental. Yeah, we had my local around here, the Woodville. It was opened uh, last year a few times, just as a lot of the bars were, and they said, okay, you can only come in. You have to sit in your bubble and your wee table there, and it's table service only, and so on and so forth. And as far as I am aware, no COVID. I mean, I I I live around the corner from the place. I'm a member of the local community. You hear everything. Yeah. There was nothing. No one got COVID from yeah. going to the bar. Do you want a statistic? Go for it. I do. Oh. Yeah. Right. You know that whole like me and you both agree because I listen to your podcast, so like I know a lot of those, the, the the values that you yeah. have. Do you know when you talk about the the vaccine rollout? Yes. The NHS ran that. The government didn't run it, but the government they take credit for it. Yes. But the government ran the track and trace app, but they're blaming the NHS for it, even though they don't. They call it the NHS test and trace system, and it's nothing to do with it. But 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 they don't call the vaccine rollout the NHS vaccine rollout. I per I personally think Matt Hancock and his mates were trying to create their own Tinder. But the the statistic that I read from their their reports was. In Northern Ireland, um, last year, whenever so whenever they everything opened up, and then so between it opening up and getting closed again, not point one percent of all positive cases from the tracing app could be connected to indoor hospitality venues. Not point one percent. Are you fuck? So then, if you take the you take the statistic of now here, if someone wants to say that I'm wrong and prove me wrong. Oh, go ahead, but you just said yourself, Andy, in the town that you yeah. live in, yeah, yeah, everybody went to the pub, yeah, and nobody got nobody it. Nobody got it. Because yeah. the thing is, it's because they keep they keep they keep they keep forgetting. See if you don't want to go to the pub, you don't have to go to the pub. See if you feel unsafe about going to the supermarket or whatever. Because by the way, see if they shut down Tesco's and Sainsbury's and Asda before they shut down anything else. This would have been sort of a laugh. <laughs> I agree. Exactly. Those bits I, are like a cesspit. I agree. Absolute cesspit. I agree. But. I, I I mean people there's people who don't go out like I right, so I haven't been to the, as I said, I haven't been to the pub yeah. yet. But that's literally out of loyalty. Uh-huh. Like I like filthy McNasty's in town yeah. apparently apparently didn't pay their staff. Apparently heard it. Use the money from their grant as fucking ram to do a refurb or whatever. Rammed all weekend. Whatever. I don't know. Exactly. And I'm and I I was driving um I was driving through Carrick Fergus yesterday. 
and the Weatherspoons in, in Carrick, places packed outside. Yeah. And I was like, and you know what? It wasn't even packed with scumbags. Yeah. It was packed with like, you know, your your the the, the sort of the, the the PUL kind of people that you want to be represented. Yeah. Not the scum, because I, I I'm from Ardoin. I grew up in North Belfast, so I see those ones who were all going. I'm pro. I'm ranting against Bobby Story because <laughs> never arrested him and all that shit. <laughs> I know those people because I grew up around them. Yeah. But so the people that you often talk about that you want to be properly yeah. represented. They're sitting outside of Weatherspoons. But but Mick does a two pound pint of piss. But that exactly that is exactly the point, Mick. And and this is where we all are across society. I'm gonna run for office. You should you need to run I keep getting told this too. But I no fucking way. My dad says I couldn't couldn't do imagine having to sit through a fucking council meeting or some boring shite. It corrupts everybody. It it completely does. But this the the um this is a part of the problem, and it's it's. Listen, there's no point in me telling you this. We're, to, we're I'm talking to the audience here because you know this, we know this. We need yeah. to unite along socialist working class lines and, to, and and park the Protestant, Catholic, Irish, British, whatever thing. It's all to do with the working class. It's all to do with your class. We're in a as I keep saying, we're in a class war. The problem is, there's only one side fighting it. The working class don't know they're in a class yeah. war and they're getting kicked to death. And that's simply it. No. And whenever they're getting divided and conquered, they get and conquered exactly. And, w- and whenever they go to places like Weatherspoons, I get it. Okay, a cheap pint, a cheap pint. You get it. But really, you you know this is happening. You know what Weatherspoons has done. I know you know what they've done, and you're going there anyway. You know. And I and listen, I'm I've used Weatherspoons when, when we were on the road. We were on tour in England and Scotland and Wales, and yeah, you're there. And there, there's, there's a cheap breakfast for you, and you're on the road. You're trying to make money, going. But that's it. Those days are over. I'll never set foot on the one of those places again. Purely because I mean, I knew he was a horrible cunt anyway, but purely because of the yeah. way that he's behaved over uh, this COVID thing. You know, it's disgusting, and and and, yeah. and and that is exactly what the working class need to be doing. You need you need to understand yeah. everything that you're doing is a choice, and yeah. you're making choices. That are actively undermining your 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 present and your children's futures. Whenever you're doing these things, totally. <clears throat> people need to remember stuff. But the thing is, see, the thing is, people might listen to me and you say the stuff and go, "Fuck, you are you aren't progressive at all." No, no, we are. You need you can't you can't know where you are that you know where you came from. Exactly. Yeah. Just because we're like we're we're like I'm not saying like us hating on other spoons and people like out there. Is the it, it doesn't equate to the same thing as white people are still sectarian. Yeah. No, no. It's, it's, Those people, you're like, right, you need, you need to really need to. Because the thing is, as well, man, I had this conversation with my dad recently. <clears throat> yeah. And so I grew up as a Catholic in Illinois. Yeah. Okay. You, I, when I studied history at school, I was taught about both both sides of the coin. Okay. Because it because like no matter what where you go. To school in Northern Ireland, it's the same over. It's the same curriculum. It's the same education yeah. authority. Effectively, yeah. you know, we're all, we all sit the same exam. Yeah. But it was only when I became an adult that I learned that I understood things that my Protestant friends didn't like. Why do you like the bonfires on the eleventh night? Yeah, and they go, I don't know. 
And I'm like, because they let the way the battle for King William. That's what it yeah. is. And also, by the way, he wasn't six foot four because <laughs> nobody at that time was six foot four. No. <laughs> Do you know? And then, and then, like, I mean, I, I think I tweeted something the other week, and it had you in stitches. And I was like, whenever loyalists are told that their whole belief system is based upon republicanism, yeah, their mind just goes like that there because they, they don't understand. Yeah. And I'm like, but I, but so I was taught that at yeah. school. I was also taught about the whole. Like the the IRA and stuff like yeah. that there and the hunger strikes yeah. and the whole the whole shit. So I'm like, why why was I taught that? Yeah. And I meant to be whoever I meant to be. Yeah. And then like my my mate who's five minutes down the road who grew up in Peter's Hill in the Shackle doesn't, doesn't know, know that. that. Yeah. And then now you're getting you're getting Protestants going. Not and I, I say, I'm not not all Protestants. I know what you're saying. It's it's, it's all... good people. I just mean the wee scrubs yeah. to go. We're second class citizens. I'm like, you don't know what second class citizenship is, mate. Yeah. Well, it was... you have had an afternoon of it. You are like America. <laughs> yeah. America blew up the world because yeah. Yeah. these are 250 years old. You don't have a history. Yeah. Exactly, but this is—I you know I mean? do know exactly what you mean, Mick, and, and and this is exactly the point. I mean, this podcast is going to get me shot. Oh, me way. too. Listen, I'm—I'm <laughs> I'm fully. I mean, the things I've said in my podcast over this past year, over lockdown, I fully expect to be fucking booed off stage, and some some gigs I play. But yeah, um, my, my point is that lack of understanding of real history, of real, you know, like the very—it's—it's it's a very—it's—it's. It's, it's a point that, that is on topic. The centenary of Northern Ireland, the formation of Northern yeah. Ireland, why Northern Ireland came to be in the first place is understood by so few people these days. And it's important yeah. that people know what Northern Ireland is. I was, I, I was, um, I was listening to, I, I think I, I, I tweeted out, um, remember when Michal Martin was interviewed by Claire Daly on the RTE thing there the other week? And Jimmy Bryson was a guest, and um, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Mary yeah. Lou was a guest, and there was a few. Uh, Leo was a guest, and uh, but the the, the, the uh, top interview was for Mayhaw Martin, and he said something. Uh, you, you you can't deal with the problem of Northern Ireland until you deal with the sectarianism, right? Which basically means that you can't do anything about Northern Ireland because sectarianism is probably always going to exist within our lifetimes anyway. But my friend Rory Craney, who actually works for Sinn Féin down in Kildare, he said that showed Michal Martin up. He had a complete lack of understanding about what the north of Ireland is. The north of Ireland is a sectarian state. If you want to deal with the sectarianism in Northern Ireland, you have to deal with the state. The state itself yeah. is sectarian. It was set, I mean, yeah, as in it was upon. founded upon sectarian values. And it stayed yeah. that way. For a very, very long time. We're not, we're not talking five or ten years. A very long time. No. I mean, you, you could argue right up until the Good Friday Agreement. But, um, and, and that was the point. Um, whenever you're saying about dealing with the sectarian, and it, so that was Rory's point. My point was, people don't understand why Northern Ireland came to be. And again, I found it very, I found it very, um, uh, it, it was, the the, the, the it was there was a synchronicity between the formation of Northern Ireland, the centenary, and then what the Tories have done to the DUP this year, just this year. So it's the centenary yeah. of Northern Ireland where the fucking Ulster Unionists got screwed by the Tories again for the first time, for the first major time in, in the last century. Yeah. And then on the centenary year, they've done it again. And that simple history 
uh, uh, connectivity, that synchronicity between those two events, is still not being. Uh, I I don't think it's being given enough weight within within all all the community, but primarily within the PUL community. I would like to say, I, I yeah. personally would like to see them say, "Listen, we we're getting screwed here. We keep getting screwed, and we keep doing this. Why do we keep doing? Why do we keep asking ourselves these questions? Instead, it's Bobby yeah. Story's fault." Or the Barbie Story's funeral spot, which is plainly yeah. and demonstrably nonsense. But Andy, as well, it's like it's like anything. It's like anything that annoys you about anything that's going on in the world. The mainstream media always have control about what you hear, what you of see. Course. So when you've got like people like apparently we're not allowed to say his name, your man who works for the BBC in Northern Ireland, apparently, apparently we're not allowed to say his name because you get in trouble. But when you got oh, uh, people like him saying things, yeah. um, and like it's basically who spent a year just turning the screwdriver, yeah. and then that all happens. You're like, I mean, I'm not surprised that, like, I saw those pictures of Cole Rain was it two days uh-huh. ago. I, I am not surprised that those people are out. No. I don't blame those people. Do you know why? Because they've been manipulated. But I mean, they're, they're they're I mean, they are thick from birth. Like they're they're, they're they have no way. They're they're not well educated people. But if there was a coherent the message upon, because that's what happens yeah. is people those people in power who have their own agenda. There's no, but there's no coherent message. There's literally nothing there. You're sitting there talking about we want rid of the Northern Ireland Protocol. So what you're saying to me is because. I was set up in a sectarian state, and this goes back. This is why loyalism has this idea that it can make demands, and those demands get met because yeah. of the primacy of them within the state. And you're saying to me, you want to renegotiate a minority of a minority of a sectarian cult in the off the western tip of Europe, and way out into the Atlantic Ocean, want to renegotiate a multi-billion dollar, multi-billion euros, multi-billion pounds and multi-billion dollar trade deals in order to do what? And they literally can't name it. They can't say anything. They can't name anything. And this is why it's so... Because they were never told what they were against. They just heard a catchphrase. Yeah, 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 you're right. Absolutely. You're like, oh, here, I'll look good on a poster. Uh, yeah. With six fingers. Yeah. <laughs> so, Did you see the six fingers? It's, it's, it's a, but this is the whole, this is the point, Mick, and it's, it actually does sadden me because, you know, as again, I'm listening to the to, to the, 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 the new conversations that are coming out at the minute about New Ireland and Assured Ireland, and it excites me. It does genuinely excite me. And, we, you know, obviously, the unionists and the loyalists and everybody else all need to be a part of that. They need to have a voice. I also understand why maybe if you're a unionist or a loyalist, you don't want to start to having the conversation because it's almost, maybe it might be, feel like a little bit like you're admitting defeat and you will be called a Lundy for a start. But I, so, so I do get that. But the thing that I don't get, and, and this is where I find uh, the, 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 the unionist and loyalist stance to be so it's infuriating for a start, but incoherent and childish. You are sitting in a unique position where Northern Ireland could be that that bridge between Europe 
and the UK, Europe and the US, and Europe and the rest of the world. Northern Ireland, best educated dole queue in the world. Infrastructure links. Most importantly, the sympathy of the world because of our history. Europe have already said this. We wouldn't give this deal to anybody else. Only Northern Ireland got this for a couple of reasons. One, because of our location, our geographical location. Two, because our population is so small. And three, because of our history, because they were felt sorry for us. The, 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 the Scottish uh, MSPs are saying they would bite their fucking arm off to get the Northern Ireland deal. They would literally bite the Northern Ireland. And we're sitting here, and unionism, instead of celebrating, so, so instead of saying, let us convince you why you should, because it's the middle ground that need that, that is going to make the decision. I've made my mind up. You've probably made your mind up. Certain others on the on the other side have made their mind up, and they're not going to vote for United Ireland no matter what. It's, so it's always going to be the middle ground that's got the 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 the, the, the remain to be convinced, right? So unionism should be saying, let's put money in your pocket. Let's show you how being a part of this union is going to benefit you. It's going to actively, physically benefit you within your own lifetime. With before the before the years out, we're going to bring jobs to Belfast. We're going to bring jobs to Derry. We're going to develop the West. We're going to go to England and say all you businesses that have to shut down and lay people off because you can't export into Europe. We've got a lovely office for you in Belfast, boy. Get you over here, right? That's what they should be doing. And what are they doing instead? Nothing. They're not doing anything. But they expect us to go, it's like everybody, I don't mean us as an Irish nationalist, I mean everybody in Northern Ireland to go, I will just uh, carry on and, and do this. And whilst we're looking at them, fail. I know, like, you keep, um, you keep, oh, you say this all the time, and I agree with you, you just voted for this shit. You just voted for this. So fucking just. Man, listen. See, see the DUP, <clears throat> the DUP could become the flux capacitor that we've all been waiting for. <laughs> and bring us to the future. <laughs> it could be, it's there. You know I mean? It's there to be done. You're absolutely correct, by the way. Let, let me tell you this. And, uh, and if you don't know what a flux capacitor is, uh, yeah. stop the podcast right now, go, go look yeah. it up. And the Kenny, and the fucking Kenny visited Downing Street and warned David Cameron about Brexit on the Northern Ireland border. And I don't know if you remember, I'm sure you do, we were going on about the border in Northern Ireland all the way through the whole, and it never got mentioned until the last year. Mm. We go on about the because because for us this is a live issue and it's been so active. It's been there. It's been yeah. at the forefront of political discussion on this island for such yeah. a long time. But in the rest of the UK, it's not the same. We were warning, and the county warned David Cameron. Listen, if you lose this, you need to have a fucking something in place to deal with the border issue because it's a fucking biggie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And completely ignored. Nothing happened. They did. They did nothing. And. He, yet here we are, and whose fault is it? Fucking Bobby Story's fault, Sinn Féin's fault, Mary Lou Macdonald's fault, everybody's fault. It's fu- all the gays. All the gays. No, no, sorry, it's, it's live music's fault. Yeah, the gay live musicians. <laughs> that's who. <laughs> that's your fault, it's all their faults. So, but. but, but it's because I won't play Irish traditional music, the DUP are fucking pissed off. Fucking raging, <laughs> fucking raging. But but this is but this is the point, and it. it, it I'm more of a fucking unionist than they are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but, they, but it's it it is genuinely unfucking believable. It's staggering. Yeah. But um, we laugh about it, but it is. 
it's very serious it's, it's very serious worrying and it's it's yeah yeah i mean i lived in england for nine years yeah and i that's the thing i was i was found very strange with this whole because it's almost like they're running scared going oh well how can we be we can't be British in the United Ireland. Like, well, you're, I mean, you're Irish. I'm Irish in, in, in Britain. I lived with a guy. Right? I'm lived, Irish I in Britain. Exactly. I know. But I had a flatmate in England who was from Lord, yeah. And his uncle was a DUP councillor. Hmm. Did that halt our friendship? No. We were great friends. Of course. We took the pets out of each other. Of course. We drank together. Of course. It was all good. Of course. And, and he... And it was the first time I'd ever heard anybody say this. This is 2001, I'm going back. And he referred to himself, not as Irish, not as British, but as Northern Irish. And I was like, I thought to myself, yeah. I, that's very, that's like, yeah, like, that's very progressive of you because you don't, you don't hear that term being thrown around. Yeah. Like, obviously, now, like, Carl Frampton would be the, the yeah. guy that people would associate with being Northern Irish because he, because you see him, he's in Tigers Bay wearing a gaff yeah. top, you know, he goes know, and gets a hurdle because he's, because he's, He's amazing because yeah. Carter runs class and what a great guy and great ambassador for this country. But it's it's that whole fear. But then, but then that and that doesn't surprise me. Like, all right, I'll, I'm going to touch on something a bit personal here. Okay. So, Christmas time, my dad was diagnosed with lung cancer. Oh, sorry to hear that. So they were basically they were like, right, we, we think we've caught it early, so we can get you in for surgery. And we're like, oh, happy days when, and they're like six weeks or something like that, we're like, oh, fuck it, yeah, that's, 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 that's quick. Yeah. But then, because of COVID and all that shit, <clears throat> we're hearing rumblings of, like, uh, there'd be delays in cancer treatments and stuff, mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, fuck, because you don't want the, the delay, because obviously things can get worse mm-hmm. and stuff. Edwin Poots announced that he has kidney cancer, or so, he has some, some kind of cancer mm-hmm. somewhere on his torso. Mm-hmm. And then he came out and he was like, I think it's a disgrace that there's delays and blah, 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 blah. And he it caused this mass hysteria. And it caused my family a lot of panic because mm. we were like going, fucking hell, if my dad doesn't get this surgery here, like, you know, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. That bastard already knew he was going private, but still made a point of making a political fucking platform for himself yeah. to heighten his profile. Yeah. About something like cancer. What? Me- no, yeah. I'm I'm pleased to say that my dad's surgery was only delayed by about two weeks. Oh, yeah. He's still, he's still with us. Oh. He's going through his chemo and stuff. And you know, how old is he? How is your father? The, we're, on, we're on the journey. We're on the journey. How, how old is your father? Uh, sixty-nine. Okay. Right. Well. Um. So, like, but you know, he's 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 going through the treatment. It's, it, I'm not getting into yeah. it. That's no, it. No, no. Yeah. 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 But it was whenever, like, us as a family were trying to process all of that, all of that emotion and like, going, fuck here, what? Because nine times out of ten, any, most people I know who have been diagnosed with any kind of cancer fucking die of yeah, it. Yeah. So when you hear that, you're like, oh my God. Especially, the worst thing in the especially world. one like that. Yeah. And then a guy, I think it's my dad quit smoking 30 years ago. Oh, God. And, and, do you know, and it's like, yeah. it, but. That's 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 another story for not. We'll, we'll do another podcast. But, yeah, but, 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 <laughs> but it was whenever he came out and he said those things, yeah, but, even but though that, he but, knew he was going private. But that is an indicator. Like, in, uh, that's indicative to me, Mick, of the naivety, the, the yes. political naivety of the DUP and Ulster Unionism. Yeah. Now, you know, you, uh, they were never as bad, obviously. But it's that inability 
to seemingly play the fucking to, to, to get the fucking front page headline to to, to 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 get the photo up to do the right thing yeah. to play the political game in order to do whatever it is your political agenda achieve whatever it is your political agenda is and that's what the DUP continually fail to do yeah. continually and that's a perfect yeah. example of it yeah. yeah and by the way I have no that regarding uh, his health condition absolutely I've got nothing at what at my uh, inputs nobody wishes anybody but to any, be yeah. to be that you know that just and is that how happening. your family saw that as being a, a nasty vindictive thing that he did or, or did... it's definitely what's well, how i saw, so you saw it okay because well there, there was a panic because we were because what was what was happening was is like whenever for anybody who's listening who's ever been through the process you get your diagnosis and then there's like there's like a right come in for this scan and then you go for this assessment and you do this and da, 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 da. and things were just sort of slowing up a wee bit okay and we and then he said what he said and then we're, we're you know we're making it about us because we're like well it's not not like a, it's not like a catholic thing, but we're going no. oh my god because we need to get him in the hospital we need something cut out of him yes of course but he but the fact that if he had never come out and said that I knew there was because I'd heard things in the news about you know delays possible with, with COVID though. I heard that, but when he came, he made it very personal because I was like, "There's somebody who is literally he's like I'm going through the same, even though he knew he had a financial way out of it because he had the money to go private, yeah. and he did go private. Yeah. Why did he have to comment on it again? Another politician shitting on the NHS for doing nothing wrong. Yeah, well, exactly. This is it. exactly. And I, it was so for yeah, we we definitely it, it affected us. We were like, oh my god, you know, because you don't you don't know that it's like who the fuck's going to tell you otherwise? You know, you can't phone up like the head of the Belfast Trust and go, here, mate, any chance you can put my dad on the top of the list? It, do, it doesn't work like yeah. that. Yeah. Unless you have money, but he went and he goes. Well, private. well, well, well it, is, it, was, it was that. Whole th- this is the thing as well, and it's just it's it's. I understand. I sympathise with your family. I wish your father, you know, all the best of health. God willing, he'll. he'll Sorry to no, bring no, it no, up, no, that's no, no, that's all. No, that's all. No, this is this is weird to talk about these things, but the, I, I, I had a very similar. I had with with my wife. My wife was years ago. It was God. It was maybe fifteen years ago or more. We had a. An incident, an an, in, an instance where we had to go and get private cure because the NHS couldn't provide it, and it was a cancer thing. We had to go and it was it was nothing. It turned it out it was not, but we had to go and get the checkups done privately, and yeah. we had to pay for that, which was for I I literally remember writing a check. It was back when you had the checkbook, and I literally wrote a check, and I didn't have the money in the bank account <laughs> to pay it for the check, uh, you know. You but the private cure was. That's what being a second class. Well, oh, there you go, and the, the, the exactly, and um, uh, the the cure that that she received was world class. I mean, we were in and out in a few hours, and with with results and everything, we didn't have to phone back the next day. We said, no, everything's okay. You're fine. Don't worry about it. The NHS couldn't couldn't provide us any of that, and this is a part of the problem too, where we have the NHS being used. Uh, for political purposes, just as you've uh, illustrated, that's a, a very personal one for yourself. It's a, a it, it's bigger than that across the board. But the NHS is, 
I personally say this, if you've listened to my podcast, I'm sure you, so I'm sure you've heard me say it, I think it's the greatest thing that's ever happened. There's nothing else like it has ever existed. This idea, and when they did it at the end of World War II, when the country was on its knees, didn't have a penny, and this is what they did. They said, no, we're doing this, and they did it. And by the way, Tories voted against it, but they, they, they managed to get it through, and they, and, they, and they made it work. Now, this is being used as an example of why we shouldn't have a United Ireland because of the NHS. But as I keep pointing out, if you're using that as an example of the NHS, you're failing to understand the privatisation that's already taken taken place in the NHS. The NHS has been gutted. No one's going to stick a sign outside a hospital and say the NHS for sale. It's been gutted from the inside out. And all these little services are getting farmed out to American corporations. And this is a part of, again, bringing it back to Brexit. What do you think the British government, when they're talking about a trade deal with the USA, what do you think they're talking about? They're talking about the NHS. That's what they mean. They don't say it. They say just the opposite. They're liars. And this is the point. And this is why we need to have something. And our solution, and this is what I would like to see. I would like to see our PUL brothers and sisters say, okay, if we're going to go down this route, What's important? John Hume says you can't eat a flag. Right? We'll understand that. What's important? Your health is your wealth. Let's have an all-island NHS. Then we can talk. And I'd like to see. And they could do that. They could have the. They would have the moral, almost the moral authority, to say, "Let's do this." Then, if a United Ireland or a shared Ireland or a New Ireland, or depending on what it ends up looking like comes into place they can say we did that we we, we yeah. gave you that and they can stand on their high horse and go aren't we great and all the rest of it and they go well done yes you are absolutely fucking brilliant and that's what you should be doing that, that's one of the things I think that should be getting done because the and then use the use the, the current NHS uh, demolition as an example of what we can how we can do it better yeah. you know oh I think it's almost like it's almost like you should be in charge. Well, <laughs> yeah. But I know you don't want to When it's mean. my turn. Because that's why we pay our taxes <laughs> for fuckless to do this I will be a great and benevolent dictator. <laughs> Here, Mick, listen. I think we should wrap this up, brother. I've really enjoyed talking to you, though. No yeah, I'm, 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 we'll, do it, we'll do a football We'll one do it time. again, definitely. We'll do it again. Um, this has been great. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for, 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 for doing this. It's been it's been brilliant in my first live stream. I hope it worked out, everybody. Congratulations! Now you know what to do. Yeah. Oh, I was panicking earlier on. I was deter- I'm, deter- I'm, deter- <laughs> I'm, I'm determined to get this live stream thing sort of working a little bit better, but um, because yeah. it is important and uh, um, it's good. I, I would like to see more uh, our north Northern Irish, North of Ireland Irish uh, uh, political discussion and commentators at street level with people like yeah. us having the, the you know yeah. without you know having this because i listen to i listen to so many podcasts and about american politics and english politics and yeah. uh, uh, and and I, honest to god i'm i'm an expert on american politics and I, and i couldn't tell you how the fucking doll works and that's the truth <laughs> and you, 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 <laughs> you, you know, but most people are and that was there's a girl called Naomi O'Leary. She's a, she does a brilliant podcast called uh, the Irish Passport, and she's a correspondent. She's a European correspondent now for the Irish Times. And when the American election was going on, she tweeted out 
She's absolutely brilliant. She tweeted out, um, you know, people in the, in the, in the middle of Louth <laughs> going on about recounts in some little county in the middle of Utah and knowing the name of the local mayor and why he's connected. And, and, but they couldn't tell you how the, they couldn't <laughs> tell you how the European Parliament works. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's like anything like you know like even when we were kids like what did you see on exactly america you know there's a, yeah, american colony there, there's a reason that? for that absolutely there's absolutely a, a very cogent reason for that that's true it's true yeah but listen thank you very much man and uh, if if, you, if you'd be so kind well i'd love to do this again i'd like to have more, more oh yeah uh, well, well man i could talk for hours except i need to go to the toilet you can't, you can't take a break exactly, there you go because I, I had two cans of guinness and i was opening the bottle line <laughs> in the hour so yeah well, I, like, I, I, to i'm just going to plug uh, a couple of local breweries here so we northbound there i think they're from Derry. i think yeah northbound and kinnaker i think they're from donegal are they donegal yeah. Yeah, so cut, they're rusty buckets class. I've got one of them in the fridge. I'm gonna have that next. It's the only rusty bucket I ever want to Ah, do. yo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All right, mate. Listen, I really appreciate it, and uh, best of luck to you. I hope you get back on the road soon and get gigging and uh, doing all that good you stuff. Too, and you too. All, uh, we'll tear up. Absolutely, Stand God's willing, we'll all uh, we'll all tear up, stand, hold together. Yeah. All right, mate. Feel that we'll join the DUP. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Take it easy. Bye, bye. Catch you later, man. Cheerio. So there we go. Wasn't that class? Thanks to Mick Conlon for doing that. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, I've been wanting to talk to Mick for quite a while. But this is what I want to do with this podcast. I want to talk to people like that more. I'll be doing my other thing, of of course, as well, as 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 I'm able to. But I would like to get to talk to people like Mick about politics and about life and about things that we're doing. And yeah, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, what we did tonight was we live streamed this on YouTube. And it's the first time I've ever done that. So there's a video of this up on YouTube. So you can go and uh, you can go check that out if, if, if you want to do it. I'll tweak it a wee bit and make sure, just try and get it a little bit better, get the picture a little bit better and stuff. But this software is not easy to figure out. Not for me anyway. But we're going to, well, I'll get there. Listen, thanks everybody. Thanks for listening. Like, share, subscribe over to the YouTube channel and uh, give us a wee follow and you'll get notifications. Make sure you ring the bell. Uh, click the bell and then ring it. Uh, click it twice, that is. And uh, you'll get notifications of next time we do these. I'm going to do these more often. Okay. Toodle pip, everybody. Bye.